0: Hello, everyone, my name is Naomi Williams and welcome to dawning diabetes podcast where we talk about type one diabetes, other autoimmune disorders and healthy living hey everyone so today is just me talking about water y'all and my mini vacation trip that I took to Florida this week so yeah y'all get a chance to hear a little bit of my story my experience and yeah we will be talking about the health benefits of water so I will break down the different types of water plastic versus glass bottle water water and blood sugar and and how water affects our bodies so get ready to dive into this topic and my story please do not take any information or story shared on this podcast as medical advice please consult with your doctor or medical professional before changing your health plan so first things first I just came back from Florida y'all on Wednesday. And so me and my sister took a mini vacation to Fort Lauderdale and it was great. Like we, went to the beach we were in the sand by the ocean our hotel was right by the ocean so we had an ocean view we ate great food my sister had some empanadas that was great I had a little bit y'all because I I don't do a lot of gluten and so but it was homemade fresh I mean it was so good like that was the best empanadas I've ever tasted and i think that was the first time i had empanada so anyway it was good like it was really good and so anyway i had pf chang gluten-free ginger chicken with fried rice, so that was really good. And then we had Haagen-Dazs ice cream and everything. It was so good, the food was fresh and good. The place was just so lively, live music, people dancing, singing, you know, it was great. I loved it. The people we met were very nice along the way too. And so, yeah, it was just great. I miss, you know, the the sun, and I also miss the the heat, um, the humidity. Yes, you guys, I love heat. Um, you know, and so I miss it. But I know I will be back soon um, with somebody. So I'm excited and I look forward to traveling again as well because I did go through the TSA smoothly. I was nervous at first because I just wanted to make sure I will have all my medical supplies with me. Nothing, you know, Stops working. Going through the TSA. I just want to be safe, so call the TSA ahead of time two days before my flight. And then I also had prescription labels that saved so much time, cause. Someone was there waiting for me. They met up with me. I explained to them about my insulin pump, my CGM. And they just walked me through security like it was a walk in the park, y'all. So it was nice. And the lady was very sweet, very down to earth. And we had help the way back to Atlanta. So at the Fort Lauderdale Airport, we had help there too. So it was nice just to get that, that support, you know, going through security and just having people there who are there to help and make sure I'm good. I'm I'm good, my supplies are good, so I can just focus on getting to where I gotta go. But anyway, so that was nice. And then also what really helped me too was that I had a clear bag. So I put all my stuff in a clear bag and that really helped. So when they were looking through my stuff, because I did a handbag inspection, they saw how everything was organized. Everything was in clear bags so they can touch through it. They can see it and just Double check everything, and so it just went so good, y'all, and I'm excited to go flying again. At first, I was nervous um flying on an airplane because I hadn't flown an airplane in three years, y'all. I was nervous to go on an airplane, be in the air, land, all that type of stuff. But now I realize that I can do anything with my diabetes, I can travel, I can go different places, I can experience. Experience new things, new people, let me know I can fly, you know, anywhere I can, you know, all I have to do is just prepare ahead of time, know where I'm going understand the country I'm going to understand the state that I'm going to just understand those different destinations making sure I have enough medical supplies with me and I just prepare ahead of time things should go smoothly um and so yeah I just feel like as long as I continue to prepare can go anywhere you know so that's just something that I learned during this trip and I'm happy I experienced all that I experienced because it just made me feel comfortable with, you know, having diabetes even more. So anyway, so that's my story for today, you guys. And so now we are going to turn the corner and talk about Water. So I talked to y'all about the ocean water. Now we're going to talk about drinking water. We all know that water is good for you. I always hear my doctor advise me to drink more water after every visit, right? So I have worked on increasing my water intake each day. And I was drinking like four to five cups a day, which is not that much y'all. But now I'm drinking six to seven cups a day. And now I'm working towards drinking drinking at least eight cups of water a day or more. Um, My goal is to drink at least 10 cups a day, especially if I'm working out. So that's my goal. But you're probably wondering, okay, how much water should I drink on average? So according to Mayo Clinic, it depends on your exercise routine, weather, and your health. So weather means the type of season it is and climate that you live in. So for instance, I live in Georgia where it's humid in the summertime and springtime, but someone lives in the midwest may live in a dry cooler climate but anyway the recommended amount of water for women is 11 and a half cups and for men is 15 and a half cups daily so this is from food and water and anyone can eat fruits and veggies like watermelon cucumber and strawberries and consume water from these healthy foods. But definitely check with your physician about the right amount of water to drink because you don't wanna drink too much water for your body either. So now let's talk about the different types of water that you can buy at the grocery store. So honestly y'all, before I did any of this research, I didn't understand what the different types of water was until now. So I've heard of alkaline water and purified water but that's it. I went on the blog of this very famous, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but I went on the blog of this famous water Samuel, Martin Reese, and you may have seen him on the show called Down to Earth on Netflix, which is a pretty cool show by the way. If you want to learn more about the environment and what's happening now, that's actually a great show to watch. But anyway, Martin Reese breaks down the different types of water on his blog. First you have distilled water so distilled water is boiled down water and the steam are also captured so this type of water tends to have low total dissolved solids or TDS which is combined mineral content so if you drink a lot of distilled water you may not get all of your minerals and so purified water comes from a source of water and is filtered and only some minerals are added back into the filter water then spring water comes from natural springs and mineral water comes from natural springs too but it has a higher tds level of minerals and you know our bodies need minerals to keep functioning so i will now go into the types of minerals that our bodies need and the benefits of mineral water mind-blowing right so we just learned what mineral water is but mineral water can also come from underground reservoirs, according to Medical News Today. So mineral water can have calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, iron, and zinc. And we need calcium for strong bones and bone recovery. We also need magnesium to benefit our digestive, cardiovascular, and nervous system. So magnesium can help the digestive system, specifically the intestines and bowel movements so then you have zinc so we heard about zinc all throughout the news during the pandemic last year which hasn't fully gone away yet, you guys, unfortunately, but I want to share why zinc is a mineral that we need. So zinc is a vital nutrient that can help boost your immune system, play a role in enzymic reactions, cell functioning and wound healing, according to Healthline. So our bodies can't produce zinc, so we have to get zinc through water and foods. Isn't that interesting? So yeah, mineral water has nutrients that our bodies need. And there's little research that shows that mineral water can cause bloating, but that's it it's mostly safe to drink now what happens if you can't afford mineral water free version of mineral water is of course tap water it's regulated and available to most people in the u.s but let's dive into the dark side of tap water so tap water is generally good for you if it's not contaminated with lead or metals from corroded pipes in high concentrations of PFAs. It has to have high levels of lead and metals to be considered contaminated. So according to the National Geographic, PFAs are chemicals composed of carbon and fluorine bonded together. We can have PFAs in our drinking water from factory runoff and household items such as furniture or water resistant products. And the EPA has a limit on how much PFAs can be in tap water. But a study in 2016 showed that there were high concentrations found in different states. And the reason why PFAs are bad for us is because they can lead to serious health issues you guys and according to the environmental working group certain pfas can lead to thyroid disorders suppress the immune system liver damage and can negatively impact infant health so babies you guys so this is why the ewg is trying to push for pfas to be considered collectively and reduce significantly or remove from tap water completely through the epa and bills requiring this so even though tap water is a healthy option it depends on your county's water and how many chemicals are in that water supply until we have a bill passed that eliminates pfas from packaging and water you can choose better water for you and your family's health. They do have PFA filters, but they are expensive, but it's more like an investment for your health, just like solar panels, because you can save money if you invest in solar panels over time. But anyway, that's another topic for another day, but you can buy water filters for tap water but it may not remove all PFAs from the water if there is any. You can also check your local county's annual or monthly water report. You can even request this information as a public record so you are aware of the quantity of metals and chemicals in your water in more detail. I just looked at my county's water report and there are low levels of chemicals like fluoride, lead, copper, and nitrate and this is a give or take because lead and copper can come from corroded pipes so if i am near a corroded pipe i could have small amounts of lead and copper in it but if our pipes are fine i may not be exposed to lead and copper at all so it's good to check your water pipe system every few years and make sure your pipes are not corroded And of course, there's fluoride for our teeth and nitrate due to runoff from farmland or just land in general. There's a lot of farmland near where I live, and so I won't be surprised if there is fluoride because we need that for our teeth, but also nitrate in the water because there's so much farmland and runoff from that. But we have good plumbing, so we may not have nitrate at all. It just depends on what part of the county you're in. So then you have chloride and chlorite, which is used to disinfect the water, which I thought was interesting. I didn't think they would put chloride and chlorite in the water to disinfect it. Go figure. So even though these chemicals were found in my local water reserve, it just makes me wonder what are other clean water processes that could be used in order to remove these chemicals and disinfect the water naturally. There, I mean, there is something I just learned about called reverse osmosis. Um, That's another way you could clean the water. I have seen algae being put in the water to clean it. Um, So I don't know, there's just different ways to clean water naturally than there was probably 10-15 years ago. But anyway... This was very eye-opening to learn this information because I've seen Flint, Michigan's documentary on their water crisis. And so this information that I researched put everything into more perspective, especially where I live. So I say this to bring awareness to our water supply and that we can choose to drink better water to benefit our overall health. Now let's jump into another topic of water. So for those of us who have diabetes, drinking enough water is very important because it really helps regulate our blood sugars. But here's how, it's almost summer and this means that we all tend to get dehydrated. But when this happens, your blood is flowing slower because it doesn't have water to keep it flowing normally. So this slower flow can cause our blood sugars to stay high because more glucose is sitting instead of being absorbed by our cells and filtered out. So blood sugar is higher because we need that water according to insulination. So it's great to drink enough water so you are not dehydrated, which can lead to higher blood sugar levels. But I've noticed recently when I am dehydrated and I am outside in humidity, my blood sugars go up okay, so I have to take more insulin. Now, this is different from everyone. I know for me, I have to drink water and take insulin. Also, it's good to note too, we are at risk of DKA, whether we experience DKA some point in our lives or not. So it's good to stay hydrated this summer, um, because you don't want to raise your blood sugar levels and you put yourself into DKA because you're producing ketones because you're dehydrated, which does happen, you guys. So if you want to know more about DKA, please listen to the glucose and spice story episode. We just talked about water. And so now we're going to talk about containers of water. So you're like, okay, containers of water. We're gonna talk about plastic versus glass bottle water. So according to Aquasana, glass water bottles are better for you because they have two chemicals or no chemicals at all. Remember, glass is made from a really hot rock pretty much. It's naturally occurring most of the time. So the only chemicals you have to make sure is not present in glass bottle water is lead and canned mium. so then plastic is okay if you're on the go but make sure it is bpa free because bpa has been linked to certain cancers by the fda pretty scary right so drinking from glass water bottles and plastic bottles without bpa can benefit your health but definitely try something different with water and see how your energy does okay because i know i'm going to be trying some mineral water soon spring water and i actually have a glass water bottle you guys that i will be using instead of the plastic bottles but if i have to drink plastic because i'm on the go I'm traveling whatever the case may be I'll try to find a water bottle that is BPA free let me know you guys if you try out mineral water spring water and you try maybe a glass water bottle and just let me know how it goes on my social media when I post or do a post on water so anyway that is to show you guys and a quick update before I go I do have a show coming out I think the week of June 21st because I am doing a collaboration with this is type one podcast so when I know the official date I will post this but just know that I will not have another episode from the Dawning Diabetes podcast until Thursday July 8th but look for traveling posts coming soon on my IG okay so definitely follow me on IG Facebook Facebook and Twitter that's all I'm going to reveal to you guys so you just have to stay tuned this has been Naomi Williams with dawning diabetes thanks for listening today tune into episodes every other Thursday check out more episodes if you haven't already and please join the dawning diabetes community where you can connect with others and stay updated on healthy living okay you guys see ya